Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I've had many people ask for updates on Timothy Holmseth, and for the longest time, I was unable to to provide a meaningful update as he was unable to communicate with journalists. Even to this day, he's not able to communicate with us because it would jeopardize his case. In fact, he would be convicted of a crime for speaking to me at all or any other journalist. And this is because Kemp Picasso, who filed a case in Florida, which I'm going to talk about in a bit, has made it illegal for him to talk to anyone who is a factor in the case. If that seems like a huge violation of his constitutional rights, it is an extreme violation of his rights, not only for a journalist, but for any citizen to be treated this way. I have talked to other attorneys, and that's what they're telling me. But the bottom line is, he doesn't have a choice in this manner. And if he speaks, it'll jeopardize the case. And at this point, it'll result in additional charges against him. Many people have been rightfully worried about his safety, even wondering if he was still alive. I'm happy to report he is still with us. And as you can see in this picture with me and him after the June 13th hearing in Polk County, Minnesota, he was noticeably and understandably stressed, but he is doing okay and he's still fighting the fight of his life. If you are not familiar with Timothy Holmes, Seth, or his case, you can see many of my past shows that I have done where his situation is discussed in detail. I will include the links below in the video description. But for those who need a refresher or who want just a brief overview, here, here it is. Timothy Holmseth has been an award-winning journalist who found himself covering a missing child case with five-year-old Haley Cummings, who was reported missing by her mother in Florida. This was about 15 years ago now. This case became a national media spectacle, 24-hour day circus for public consumption. Not a typical story that Timothy covered. Nonetheless, he was hired to do a few stories on the missing child case. During that process, he was contacted by players behind the scenes in this case. Ultimately, he ended up learning much more than he bargained for and began to believe that the people involved in the Cummings case were involved in much more nefarious activities, including child trafficking and other crimes. He then began to report on all of these findings. That's when his legal problems started. A lawyer, Kim Picasso, who also represented the missing girl, little girl, Haley Cummings' mother, was not happy with his coverage and what he reported on. And that's probably because she was smack in the middle of his reporting and the nefarious activities that he was covering. You will need to see past episodes, though, to get more details on this, as there are a lot of details. And if you're interested, you will want to watch those. But moving on, Kim Picasso, as an attorney in Broward County and other counties in Florida, decided to stop Timothy Holmes from doing any reporting at all by filing a highly suspicious, if not outright bogus domestic violence charge against him in family court. After all, how can a journalist be guilty of domestic violence on a subject of his reporting who he has never met and who he does not have family relationship with? If Kim Picasso did not believe his reporting to be accurate, you would expect her to do what everyone else does and charge him for slander, sue him for slander and libel and prove in court that he lied. But of course, this would mean all the facts would need to come out. So I highly suspect that was not an option for her or her cohorts who want to keep this under wraps. Moving ahead to the current situation, after approximately a full decade of outright attacks by Picasso and her cohorts, including Timothy's life being threatened by Picasso's husband, as proven in court affidavits, 
And also, he suffered a full-blown smear campaign that ultimately cost him custody of his son, his marriage, and his job. They now also have Ronald Gulstad, the prosecuting attorney out of East Grand Forks, diligently enforcing this bogus, trumped-up charge in every possible way. Timothy's apartment was also ransacked multiple times, including this past month during the time he was in prison for violating a highly suspicious probation violation. Many believe that was a trumped-up charge as well. People who are following this case and doing extra research who I'm in contact with on a regular basis. While in prison, Ronald Gulstead also moved to have Timothy's communications cut off from all outside contacts besides his attorney. My sources are telling me that the jail implemented this request even though the court did not rule on that. How does that work where a prosecuting attorney can just ask for something and the jail provides it with no ruling in court? I mean, this stuff is what's pointing to serious corruption. Over the past year, Timothy had been given a lawyer by the state of Minnesota because he did not have the money to pay for his own lawyer. So he had an attorney by the name of Gretchen Handy. He wanted to represent himself after his state-given attorney, Gretchen Handy, would not move to dismiss the bogus Florida claim. He expressed in court that he really wanted that dismissed, and that he wanted to fire his attorney. He was working hard to fire her because he wanted this case dismissed because he thought it was bogus. And it really is obvious that there's something wrong here. Basically, based on what I have been reading, it appeared really strongly in court that she was working against him and was either being handled to purposely hurt Timothy or was just not competent. Why would any attorney not challenge the validity of the Florida case that Minnesota is now working so diligently to uphold? There are more issues pointing to corruption besides his poor state representation. The prosecuting attorney for East Grand Forks, Ronald Gulstad, also did not like Timothy Holmseth moving to represent himself. In a strange move by Gulstad, he asked the judge to stop the proceedings until Holmseth underwent a mental evaluation. Why would Timothy Holmseth need another mental evaluation when he's already had two previous mental evaluations and has passed those, clearly passed those. On top of passing two previous mental evaluations, it's obvious the Florida case has has obvious flaws, so it makes sense to move to dismiss it. And it's obvious that Gretchen Handy was not serving his best interests. So Gulstead's move only shows you how desperate to convict Timothy Holmseth of this crime and ensuring he does not speak about Kim Picasso or other people involved in this case. The other reason Gulstead appears to be so hell-bent on taking down Timothy Holmseth is that Holmseth wrote many articles claiming Gulstead himself was corrupt and that he was involved in shady deals and illegal activity. This only shows you the very huge conflict of interest Ronald Gulstead has in this case. Why does somebody get to be the prosecuting attorney for the city when he has been the subject of this journalist's writings on corruption? It's obviously a conflict of interest. Another major point in this case that points to corruption is the fact that there has been a revolving door of judges assigned to this case. Perhaps the judges have excused themselves voluntarily as they begun to realize how corrupt this case is, or perhaps the powers that be behind this case are looking for the right judge who will do their bidding. This I cannot know for certain, but what I did see during the June 13th hearing that I attended was that this new judge that was brought in for just this week, just the past week, he said it himself that he was brought in just for these cases during the week. His name is Judge Maturi, and he appeared to be brought in specifically to railroad Timothy and decide with Ronald Gulstead. 
Conveniently, the court does not allow any recording devices such as computers or phones in the building at all, which makes it impossible for me to prove this to you. But I really believe that if you were there, you would have seen the same thing I saw and the other 15 witnesses who were there to watch this case saw. In fact, it was so abusive that five of us walked out of court. One person who walked out was even a judge in another area who said while walking out, this is a railroading and I know because I'm also a judge. So it wasn't just me that viewed it this way. But I did some further digging into Judge Maturi and found a very interesting article where according to an article by Minnesota Lawyer website, Judge Maturi, while giving a presentation, greeted the bench and the bar by calling them the American aristocracy. For those that do not know what this means, I included a definition of aristocracy from the American Heritage Dictionary. It means a hereditary ruling class nobility or government by a ruling class. It's pretty horrifying to think that a judge has this perspective, but based on his behavior against Timothy in court on June 13th, I am not surprised he would have this view, and I am not surprised he would actually repeat it out loud to a crowd. On a more positive note, Timothy was granted a jury trial at the last hearing. In my opinion, a jury trial is his only chance at a fair trial, and only if the jury is not tampered with or manipulated in any way. Ending on even a more positive note, my sources have told me that I am not the only one who have been watching and observing the strange, abusive, and possibly outright corrupt actions by the judges, the prosecuting attorney, the Minnesota Public Defendant Office, and the overall swamp in Polk County. There have been others at the federal level who have taken notice, and now there is an ongoing federal investigation against the Polk County swamp to get to the bottom of this murky and questionable system. I say amen to that. Timothy really has been fighting on his own for way too long, and that system really needs to be cleaned up. And having a federal investigation, hopefully of white hats, good guys, coming in there and cleaning up that system would go one step and one huge step further in cleaning up the swamp in this country. So I say amen to that one. I will continue to watch this case closely and report as I learn more. Please share this story and other stories that you find important with your network as far and wide as you can. We are in a very difficult time of extreme censorship where only those stories that are deemed appropriate by the arbiters of information are not censored. Thank you for watching and please consider also supporting this ongoing program on Patreon at Patreon slash Sarah Westall. I have free books exclusive interviews and extra documents and research. I am sure you will get a lot out of that. I try to bring way more value than you're providing me in helping to cover expense. I I hope that's the case. But lastly, if you are having any trouble getting notifications of new shows on YouTube or anywhere else, please sign up for my newsletter. You will stay informed of all the new stories and shows, and you can do this on my website at sarahwestall.com. Again, thank you so much for watching this. Please share it far and wide, and thank you so much for supporting independent journalists and media.